But in that one moment, I felt something just drop in me. It was an uncontrollable despair in me asking me, where am I going to go after I die? And I had no idea where this came from. And it felt so hard. And it even started to make me feel physically like I was sinking, almost as if it was like quicksand. And now I'm even starting to get this horrible anxiety that wouldn't let me sleep. And I would go days on end not being able to go to bed. And I would even feel like a pressure on my chest, almost as if it's like someone's like holding me down. And it would be telling me things like, there's no hope, you're gonna die, give up. And after a little bit, I actually started to hear someone talk back. And it was a very gentle and soothing voice. And he would start to kind of explain things that I just didn't understand. And he would start to answer my questions. And it got to a point where I just felt like as if my, my father was right beside me. Growing up, I lived with my parents. My mother and father were together for a while. They met actually in Chicago. And I was born in Chicago, but I was actually raised since I was like four down in Florida. So Florida was really all I knew. My mom's Mexican and my dad's Puerto Rican. So it was kind of built in us to go to Catholic church, you know, go to mass, go to Sunday school. But we didn't really know who God was. We never read the Bible. I mean, we would listen to the priests sometimes, but for me, it was just very boring. I'd fall asleep half the time going to Mass. We didn't really know anything past there's God, the devil, you know, Jesus died on the cross, and there's a few saints that came along the way. But honestly, we knew close to nothing about who God was. And it was interesting because for a long time, I thought my family was exactly where it needed to be. Eventually, my sister and my brother were born. And right around the time when I was in middle school, I felt like everything kind of fell apart. I started to see my parents were growing very distanced toward each other. They were fighting a lot. They were just constantly in these arguments all the time. And I felt like I was in the center of it all. I started to really grow a form of like just darkness in my heart. It was tough. Started to grow some anger within me and I really just didn't understand who I was. I didn't understand if it was puberty or if it was just something else. And at one point, my parents told me that they were gonna get a divorce. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it really caused me a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, caused me a lot of stress because my parents now decided to, you know, after for so long, get separated. And I thought this family was going to be so perfect. And we kind of stopped going to church. We were just kind of all being distanced towards each other. And I even got to a point where I started to resent my parents themselves, because, you know, they would always talk badly about the other one. And all I would hear is just how the other one's horrible, and they're not, or vice versa. And it made me resent both of them to a point where I was wanting that divorce to happen. They put this responsibility on me to have my siblings where I was like the parent, mm. taking care of them more, watching over them. And I started to unconsciously grow resentment towards them. There would be times that my brother and sister would just want to play or just want to talk to me. And then I would just randomly scream at them or just tell them to leave me alone. And I thought it was just my little brother and sister being annoying. You know, I'm the older brother. Why do I have to deal with that? 
more and more I started to see my life get darker. I started to become really depressed and I really just felt lost to a point where I honestly wanted to take my own life. It wasn't easy. And I thank the Lord now that nothing major happened to me, but I started to go into high school where my parents are still in the separation, still constantly arguing. You know, my friends are starting to experiment with drugs, with alcohol, you know, their sexuality. And it was just confusing me more because I just didn't know where I was supposed to be. It just felt like everything was getting darker and gloomier. I would come home feeling numb, just wanting to just wish I would go to sleep and not wake up. And at this point, I was living with my father and my mom was resenting me because I didn't go live with her, but she still had my two younger siblings. And, you know, I just felt a desire to live with my dad, not because I wanted to be, but just because I felt like I had to be. He had no one and my mom had my two younger siblings. So tensions just kept rising and rising. We kept getting further and further apart, resenting each other more and more and just feeling forced to be in this family. But then... One day, my freshman year, when I was at lunch with some friends and, you know, we were just doing our typical things, teenagers cursing, just watching not the best videos. I was growing a lot of uh, addiction to pornography. So we were starting to just watch that like it was nothing at lunch. And then one day, I remember never, ever thinking about life or death never thinking about what's going to happen to me after I die. But in that one moment, I felt something just drop in me. It was an uncontrollable despair in me asking me, where am I going to go after I die? And I had no idea where this came from. And it felt so hard, like so, like it felt like it was the only thing that mattered right now. And I did not know what to do, who to go to, what to think. And it even started to make me feel physically like I was sinking, almost as if it was like quicksand. It would go from this very hour to being days and weeks and months of feeling like this. And I was just questioning, where is this coming from? I felt in my heart somehow that I was supposed to seek something higher. I knew that people believed in different religions and different faiths. And I was starting to think maybe... I need to seek something like that. And so even though I was raised Catholic, I didn't go to the church. I was like, well, there's a lot of beliefs around the world, so I'm just going to explore each and see if maybe this helps. So I started exploring aspects of like Buddhism and Hinduism, and my friends dived heavily into Satanism, so I even started to question that. But every time I kept diving further and further into different religions, I just felt like I had way too many questions that just couldn't be answered. It felt like each of these beliefs would only work for a certain time period or a certain culture. And I just didn't feel like it related to my situation, feeling this despair, feeling like there's no hope and still having to deal with my parents' separation, dealing with my depression, my anger issues, and now I'm even starting to get this horrible anxiety that wouldn't let me sleep. And I would go days on end not being able to go to bed. And so I would start to ask, okay, 
I've looked up these different religions and these don't seem to be the answer, but I feel like there's still something there. And then I started to look back and realize, well, I'm a Catholic. Maybe I should go back to church. I went to a priest and started asking questions like, why do I feel like this existential crisis of feeling like death is just on my door? Why do I feel so much anxiety? Why do I feel like I'm being suffocated? Why do I feel this physical feeling of sinking, almost as if I'm about to go to hell? When I asked, it almost felt like the priest didn't know himself. And he would just say to me, you know, you just got to keep praying. You just got to keep, you know, seeking God. But I was like, I don't know what that means, though. And so I didn't really feel like that helped my situation. But I still felt this curiosity of like, there has to be something here. I started trying to ask my parents, being that they're, you know, supposed to guide me and give me advice. And it was just the same old thing of your father's doing this and your mother's doing that. And I felt like I couldn't really ask them much further of why this is happening to me. I started to think and I'm like, well, I've never really read the Bible before. Maybe there's something in here that I need that can maybe help answer my question. And when I first started to read it, it was not easy. I couldn't understand most of it. It felt a little bit out of my, like almost as if it was a different language. But out of everything that I've questioned up until this point, I felt like this was the closest I got to it. And I felt like there was something in there that was drawing me in, that was pulling me into it and being like, there's more to it. So I kept trying to read it, kept trying to understand it. And I got so confused that I got to a point where I was just like, I would just look up and I would just try to directly talk to God. And I was like, God, I don't understand this. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I, I feel like there's something in here, but I don't understand how to get to it. And I just kept trying to talk to him day after day. And after a little bit, I actually started to hear someone talk back. And it was a very gentle and soothing voice. And he would start to kind of explain things that I just didn't understand. And he would start to answer my questions. And it got to a point where I just felt like as if my, my father was right beside me, answering everything I asked. I would ask, walking down the hallway, like, why, why, do, why are we here? Like, what is the whole point of this? And it would give me wise words of just like that he created us and that he loves us and that he has a greater purpose for this all. Or he would tell me to go look it up in the Bible. I remember one time I just kept hearing in my head, like Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. I just didn't know what it was. And then when I looked in the Bible, that was one of the books. And it went further into who God was and what he would tell these ancient people about how to live and what to do and how to be under his righteous standing. And it just felt like this was like slowly helping me with my issues. And although I was still going through it day to day, my parents were still getting through the separation. I felt like I was getting closer and closer. And it got to a point where I started to understand the Bible, started to understand what prayer meant, started to really understand that God is there because he loves us. He wants to be a part of our lives and we have to let him in. With that also came trouble. And I started to get visited by voices that didn't sound as pleasant, didn't feel as good. And I started to 
get a tax. Now, Christopher, be, before you go into into that part, for people who have never heard the voice of God or don't even know what that sounds like, and we know that it, it could be in, in various different ways. God speaks in so many different ways yeah. and personally to, to different people even, right? For you, though, for for your testimony, could you describe a little bit more of, of what that was like? Was it an audible voice? Was it like an internal voice? Like how did you first hear it? And then how did it develop? And could you describe a little bit of that process? It was at first very interesting because I heard an audible voice. When I first started hearing him, it was like one of, it was like one day early English class. And I was just kind of looking around the room and I saw there was a situation that happened where one of the students was upset about something, but I couldn't really tell what was going on with her. It seemed like something was happening outside of school. And so I just was in my head and I was just like, God, why, why is she so upset? And I just heard a voice say, she's going through things that you might not understand. I was very thrown back. I didn't expect to hear a response. I felt like I was just kind of like talking to myself, but little did I know someone was listening. And so when I started hearing that, I just kept asking questions and I would just hear the voice again, respond or communicate. And it felt like such a friendship, felt like such a, it felt, it kept me at ease. And I was just stunned. And I, I think that's why I got more and more curious about it because I finally felt like someone was there to truly hear me out. Because up until this point, I felt like everyone around me was so focused on their own things or just had their own preloaded response. And this was a genuine conversation where it was a listen and then conversate and talk and just be able to really connect. Mm. So it was really able to bring me into a place of kind of understanding who God might be. And it was very gentle. It was very welcoming. It did not feel at all pressuring. It felt very inviting. It almost felt like the conversation would only happen if I wanted it to, if I continued to conversate with this person. And obviously, I couldn't physically see anybody talking around me. So I figured it had to be God. And then I started to, like, when I would be sleeping, there would be times that I would uh, get those attacks again of, feeling angsty. And I would even feel like a pressure on my chest, almost as if it's like someone's like holding me down. I would think I would be hearing like that soothing voice again, but it would really just be a very scary, deep, hurtful voice. I would just get such a rush of anxiety, a sense of fear. And for me, I was like, this does not sound like the soothing voice that I knew. And I would just be there feeling the pressure and it would be telling me things like, there's no hope. You're going to die. Give up. The exact opposite of what I was feeling all up until this point with that other soothing voice. It was weird because I didn't know what to do, but I knew in my heart instantly was to pray. And so I kept trying to pray. And in these moments, I felt my whole mouth just paralyzed. And I would just try to like move it and it wouldn't move. But I was like, I need to pray. I need to pray. I felt this like overwhelming ambition to pray in those moments. And I would just keep praying and keep trying to pray and keep trying to pray, almost as if someone's holding my tongue 
until finally I was able to say words and just be able to say, God, help me, God, save me. A lot of times my prayers were not fully developed, but I would just be like crying out to God, just like, help, please, like, I don't know what to do. And the more I would pray it, the more it felt like that pressure, that struggle would just get lifted off of me until that voice was no longer there. And I would just like freak out, just not knowing what that was. And I was like, was that God? What was that? There was like one time I had a dream where I was hung up in a church, but it wasn't a, a, a like a peaceful church. It felt like a, a dark, morbid type of church. It was night and I saw a, a fire pit below me and I, I was hanging above it and I would like be seeing just triangles and just be like freaking out the whole time. And then when I would wake up, I would literally be having tears streaming down my like cheek. Hmm. And then I would just be praying after that. And anytime I had like a scary moment or anxiety or depression, I just would instantly go back to praying, go back to trying to talk to God, going back to just wanting to hear that soothing voice. And sometimes it would take a little bit, but every time I did that, the voice would come back and just talk to me and connect with me it felt like almost as if someone was like hugging me and kind of telling me everything's going to be okay. As I'm like starting to dissect what the Bible is, I start to understand that it's not some random voice, that it's God and that Jesus is an extension of God who came down to sacrifice his life for those in need, which is all of us who all fall short of his glory. And he loves us not because we're worth it, but because he's just such a great, perfect God. And I truly wanted to believe in this because up until this point, this was the only thing that made sense from everything that's been happening. I started to read that Jesus always wanted us to be like him, be giving, be loving, be there for those who are in need. And so I started to see that I was not treating my family the way that Jesus would have wanted me to. So I started to reflect, start asking the Lord, how do you want me to be with them? I know I'm reading this and it doesn't seem like I'm acting like that at all. And he would start to tell me, I want you to start showing them love. I want you to ask how their day is going. I want you to give them hugs and tell them that you love them. And I want you to just give it without any form of expectation that you're going to get something back. So with my brother and sister, I started to just listen to them. I would just ask them how their day's going. And at this time, you know, they're, they're children. I think they were like seven, eight years old. They're kind of thrown back a little bit because their brother was constantly screaming at them and telling them that they're annoying. And now he's wanting to just see how their day is going and just trying to spend quality time with them. My dad, I would one, I remember one time I was like trying to call him and typically I would only call him for food or money or something happened at school. So he picked up and he's like, hey, what's up? Like, what do you need? And I'm like, oh, I'm just uh, just calling to see uh, how's work going. And in his voice, like, he kind of seemed confused. He was like, uh, it's going fine. Do you need money? Like, what's going on? Is something the matter? And I was like, no, I just, I just want to see how you're doing. And it really threw him off. So he was like, okay, well, I do got to go. I, I got work. And I was like, okay, well, I love you. And he didn't say anything back. But then he hung up. After that, the Lord was just like, I want you to keep doing that. Just keep showing that love. 
be a representation of me. And I was like, okay. So for months on end, I would do that with my mom, with my dad and my siblings. After a little bit, I would start to actually go to church. I would walk to church because none of my family was saved. And I was starting to understand a difference between someone who believes and someone who doesn't. And I would just be praying for them that the Lord would be able to show them the love that he showed me and that they're able to receive the peace that he gave me. And I would just be praying for them constantly. It was very interesting because one day my siblings actually wanted to go to church. So they actually asked my mom to take them to church. She was really stunned because she was like, okay, why are all of my kids wanting to go to church now? And so she was like, okay, well, I know my friend from work ended up inviting me to this church. So I'm going to go to that church and see what it's all about. She started going and she started going more and more and started bringing my siblings. And then she actually asked me to come. And then I started going with her. We just started going so consistently that now we're starting to get all involved into what the Bible's about, into praying, into worshiping, into singing. And I'm starting to see a change in them. But my dad still hasn't gone to church. And it was very interesting because my mom, who literally would be screaming at him and telling him how much she hates him, was the person who wanted him to go to church the most. Hmm. One day when she was dropping me off, she ended up asking him to come to church. And he was very like, no, no, I, I'm not going to go to church. And for a little bit, he thought it was like some sort of plot for the divorce or trying to get something out of him. And then I started trying to ask him to come to church with me. And he even got to a point where he's like, it's great you're into all this Jesus stuff, but you're going to need to calm down. Although at first it was hard and didn't feel good. I just kept hearing that voice say, keep going, keep reaching him, keep asking him to come. I was like, okay, I'll do it. At this point, I'm just listening to God and I'm like, all right, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. I'll keep doing it. Eventually, one day he decided that he's going to take me to church because he's like, I'm tired of you walking. I'm going to just drive you there. I was like, okay. So he drove me there and he ended up going in. He ended up listening a little bit and he wasn't too into it, but you know, he was just starting to see what his son's been doing. And then finally, when my mom wanted to take us all to her church, he kind of was a little curious and wanted to explore her church, see what it's all about and see what they're all doing and kind of wondering why everyone's now all of a sudden going to church. Going that second time to a different church, starting to see it he started to want to go to church more. And then we kept going and going. And now all five of us are going to church, the same exact church, trying to figure out who God is. And it was so interesting because at one point, without me even talking about it or me even bringing it up to them, my parents start to fall in love again. And they start to see that maybe God doesn't want them to get divorced after 20 plus years of being married together, mm. I was so shocked because after years and years of seeing them fight and be at each other's throat, 
and just talking so badly about one another, I never would have thought that they would fall back in love again. And it got to the point where they they told all the lawyers after years of a struggle of a back and forth with the court and figuring out a settlement, they they told them all like, we don't want to get a divorce no more. Wow. We're done. Like we we want to we want to stay together. We love each other. And I, I was shocked. And I was like, God, this is what you were meaning. This is why you wanted me to keep going. This is why you wanted me to keep reaching out to them. And it was stunning because we kept going to church. And now I'm seeing that my family is back together, more powerful than ever. We're starting to spend time with one another. We're starting to say, I love you. We're starting to just constantly be in each other's lives. I'm starting to get guidance from my parents for the first time in what felt like a long, long time. And I just started to look up to God and I was like, God, you're so good. You literally not only saved me, but you saved my entire family. And I thought that's where God was going to be done. I, I thought that was like the peak of where he was going to go. But when I was 18, I saw such a change where now my parents are preaching at the church, wow. where my siblings are wanting to go to the church voluntarily. And now I'm able to go to a college up in Illinois. And I was so excited and I was like looking forward to it. But then I started to reflect and I was like, up until this point, God, you have been the reason why my life is as great as it is now. I got accepted into this church or into this college and I, I, I'm praying to you now, God, I'm asking you, if you want me to go, I'll go, but I do not want to go if you do not want me there. I know this is going to be in a completely different state. I know that you've done so much work here with me and my family. Like, what do you want me to do, God? And I remember the night before we went to church and I started praying that again. I remember my mom was preaching and I, I remember that I ended up just going to the altar. I was praying it and I just felt the Lord come over me and I just fell to the floor. I was like, I felt like I was in a deep sleep, but I can hear my mom and she's talking about how my son is going to go to college and look at what the Lord has brought him to. Look at that the Lord has used him to bring us all to Christ. As I'm hearing this, as like tears are streaming down my cheek, I start to see a vision where the Lord shows me that I was in a place, in a city that was blown to smithereens. He's showing me that there are people my age that are similar, and I see myself guiding them, and God ends up telling me, you're going to end up going to a place that is so lost in their own ways that you're going to guide people to Christ, people your age to Christ. And I was just so stunned at the confirmation that God was like, I want you to go to this college. I want you to go to Illinois. It's been such a blessing because my, my grandma, my aunt, my cousins all live in Chicago. And I would only be able to see them every summer for vacation, two, three weeks at a time. They're not saved. They were just like us. And as I'm going to church now in Chicago, as I... I'm going through college. My aunt starts to want to go to church. And then my other aunt starts to go to church. And as the years go by, as I graduate, 
as I find a new home in Chicago. My aunts are still going to church. And then now my grandma and my grandpa. And now even my other aunt is coming to church. And I'm starting to see God's like, I'm not done yet. And he keeps bringing more and more people to Christ. And even friends in high school are now confessing to me that now they want to seek God. And now that they're going to church more, and now they're giving themselves to Christ, and I'm just seeing this. And I'm just so stunned because it's like God is not done. And I mean, perhaps someone out there is going through a similar struggle, and you cannot think that God for a second has left you because He is just continuously working in my life. And every day I see more and more of just how great He is. And the way He saved me, I feel like I can never forget that. And I continuously seek Him and thank Him because He's not only saved me, but He saved so much of my family, so many of my friends. And I just hope that if you've gone through something similar, just know like God is there. He loves you and he wants to be part of your life. But you have to first let him in. Otherwise, how else is he supposed to transform your life for the greater good? Christopher, who is Jesus to you? Jesus to me is my best friend. He's the reason why I'm alive today. Because to be honest, I don't think without him I, I would be here today. Christopher, for, for those that um, are in that same place that you once were not going to church, trying to figure it out, figure it out on your own. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are, are going to be watching that, you know, have a relationship, some type of relationship with God. But at some point for you, it went from uh, just a private relationship between you and him to involve in community. And it seems like that through you also being involved in a church community, then it opened a door for your family to start going to church and them getting to know Jesus. How did community, a church community, play a part in your growth? And, and uh, how did that affect you in that part of your life? Because you were hearing God, you were hearing His voice, mm -hmm. you were having a relationship with Him. So how did that affect your life? Yeah, Um I've been in part of churches that have zero connection, zero community, but I started to notice that those churches that are truly seeking God, the community just shows just who God is. And a lot of the people I went to church with, they were so loving and so kind. They were always inviting me to come hang out with them. I would tell them about a situation that was minor, about school and the next time I would see them, they'd be like, hey, like, how's your, how's your classes going? Like, I know you talked about struggling in that test. Like, did you do better this time? Like, do you need any help? And they were so giving and so selfless. I felt like that shaped so much of my faith because I owe these people nothing, but yet they give a lot to me. And they were showing me a type of dynamic that I didn't really get to experience at home. We were so cold to each other. We were like, I'm not doing this unless you do that. It was very transactional, but they freely gave love. They freely gave just listening and they made me feel hurt. And I think I, 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 I've been there where I feel a church where it just doesn't feel 
connective, but her, there are churches out there that people are just so in love with God that you just feel the love through their actions, through their words. And those, those churches I encourage you to go to because they're out there. And Christopher, at some point, you, uh, uh, before you gave your life fully to Jesus and you began walking with him, you had this, this hopelessness of not knowing what was next, you know, and uh, death and all of these different things that were plaguing your mind. For, the, for that person who is struggling in that space right now, doesn't know what's going to happen when they die, could you just give a word of encouragement to that person who's watching right now? Yeah. I know it's not easy right now. And life is always going to have ups and downs. But I can tell you this, hold on to him because he really does want the best for you. And it's hard right now because everything just feels like it's falling apart. But just know God could create the universe. He's outside of time. He's been there since the beginning. There's nothing in your life that he can't help you overcome. And he wants to do that. He loves you. Heck, if he can transform my life when I'm a nobody who was depressed, angsty, who had just nothing feeling like was going for him, he can definitely do that for you. I encourage you to just take a moment to reach out to God because he might be a lot closer than you think. He wants to be able to shape and help you throughout your life. And how can you really say there's not a God when there's such beautiful things in life? I know you feel it and I know you want to be loved and you are. He truly does love you. Christopher, could you pray for those who are watching and, and are ready to have a relationship with God? Or maybe they're ready to rededicate their life to Jesus. Maybe they're walked away. Um, for those who are, are, are ready to receive Jesus into their heart. Could you just pray for them as they're watching right now? Yeah, definitely. <sighs> Heavenly Father, I come to you today, Lord. I want to pray for those who may not be in the best of places right now, Lord. Perhaps they haven't been able to speak to you for a while, or perhaps they don't know you yet. But I pray, Lord Jesus, that you're able to come into their life you're able to help them, guide them, protect them, comfort them, Lord Jesus. Give them a sense of peace. Allow them to see how great you are, Lord. Allow them to feel the love that you have for them, Lord. Protect them from things of the world, from things that they don't understand. Allow them to gain wisdom, knowing of your greatness, Lord. And may you be able to use their life, Lord so that they can be able to help those in need. Lord Jesus, you are so great. You are so beautiful. And we thank you, Lord, that you have created these people, Lord. May they fully be able to reach their potential through you, Lord. And may you guide them throughout their life. Amen. Amen. Christopher, any last words for those who are watching your testimony right now? I really do think that giving yourself to Christ is the most important thing in your life. And if you can do that, trust me, the Lord will provide everything else. He will provide you everything you need. And I hope 
that when you do give yourself to Christ, that you'll want to help those in need as well. So all it takes is one person, and you could be that difference. Hey, everybody. I hope the new testimony has blessed you, has encouraged you. Just wanted to let you know that if you are in need of help, that we have people that are ready to speak with you. So down in the description box below, in the comment section, uh, if you're watching from YouTube, if you're listening from our podcast, just look for the link that says, talk to someone who cares. Click on that, fill out the form, and somebody will get in contact with you locally. Now, this is only available to people in the U.S. right now, but we are working to get resources for our international viewers and listeners. But for right now, if you are in the U.S. and you need help, you need to talk with somebody, please fill out that form and somebody will reach out to you. God bless you, and we'll see you on the next testimony.